Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. All right, thank you, Anderson. I am Chris Cuomo, and welcome to Primetime. Trump was in Florida tonight, a state with more than 5,000 new cases uh, just this past weekend. And he's heading to several other states this week that are also struggling in this pandemic. And he's doing it for one very obvious, if odious, reason. He believes this is good for him and his campaign. That's what he thinks. What he knows for sure is that he is creating risk for the people who care most about him in this country everywhere he goes. And he does not care. How can I say that? Look at the proof. He says nothing about the spacing at the rallies. He says nothing about the maskless nature. In fact, he celebrates contact. I went through it. Now they say I'm immune. I can feel, I feel so powerful. I'll walk into that audience. I'll walk in there. I'll kiss everyone in that audience. I'll kiss the guys and the beautiful women and them. Everybody, I'll just give you a big fat kiss. When you're the president, you can't lock yourself in a basement and say, I'm not going to bother with the world. You got to get out. And it's risky. It's risky, but you got to get out. That's completely untrue. It's risky, so you don't get out. The worst part is, I'm thinking about the people, not the president, to be honest. They're exposing themselves for all bad reasons. They either don't know or pay attention to the risk, They think they're showing support for Trump by not wearing a mask. And the part that gets me the most is listen to the supporters themselves. Listen to what one says they would do if Trump said to. You saw what happened at the White House recently where so many people who were outside an event got coronavirus, including the president ended up with coronavirus. That doesn't concern you? No. No. Why doesn't it concern you? I'm healthy. I have no health underlying health issues, and that seems to be the people that are most prone to getting the disease. If you have well, an under, was healthy too, though, and he had to take a helicopter to the hospital. Right, he had good medical care, right? Yes, well, you, and you'd have care that good. I no, but I have. I take care of myself. Why not just put on a mask? What's the difference? No, a mask can actually do more harm than good to individuals. It can do more harm. It can because people, you know, people have almost can faint because there's too much carbon dioxide going back into their you system. Think that's a big problem. People fainting all over the country from masks and dropping dead. Well, it just enough. Enough people are getting ill because they're wearing a mask. Really? So yeah. No, what Where did that come from? That what you. you Common sense. Do you believe you won't get sick from it? I don't care if I do, because I know I'm not going to die from it. How do, you know, how, how do you know that with all due respect? You know what? If I do, I do. I'm not afraid. I believe in God, and that's I trust that if I get the virus, then that was God's will. We've also seen the numbers drop every single day. Well, the numbers are going up now, though. In this, in here. I mean, Mr. Trump says it's disappearing, but it's not. That's not the truth. Well, I, I'm debating on whether what the truth is for that, because of the, what I can see. It's all the numbers that I've read have been down and I'm seeing that the flu is taking more people. So that's what you believe? Yes. Let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. If President Trump at the rally said, everyone put on their masks. Good. I would put it on. 
That kills me. It just does. Mr. President, what else do you have to hear? Tell them to put on a mask. You were throwing packages of them out there. Just say, listen, put them on. Make the scientists happy. Just put them on. We don't want anybody getting sick. I need you all to vote for me. So put the mask on. Maybe you're not as tough as I am. You're not going to beat it. You won't be immune. And I put this immune. Why? Because he doesn't know that he's immune. I don't know that I'm immune. We don't know anything. Nobody told him he's immune. Okay? But his refusing to give the right message on masks matters. They listen to you. They would act differently. They'd be safer. Why don't you want that? You refused to respect the mask rule yourself. It made you sick. And you lied about it before the debate. You said, well, we took tests. You didn't take a test. And you knew you didn't take a test. And you lied anyway. And you were clearly willing to have contact before you were immune. How do we know? Well, because we don't know when he last tested negative before he tested positive for COVID. That is the actionable space. That's when he was likely contagious. Why don't they won't, won't tell us? Privacy concerns. Please. If it's not too private to say when he tested negative on consecutive days since having COVID, so he's able to do these things, then why won't they tell us when he tested negative before he got it? What is this? Selective privacy? It's exactly what it is. Look, and I hope the president is free from the virus. But nowhere in America is really free from it. Look at the damn map. He knows this map. He gets briefed on it every day. He just doesn't give a damn. New cases are up 41% from last month nationwide. And he's on a four-state blitz this week, gathering largely maskless MAGA crowds. You're making your own people sitting ducks. Oh, we've never had a problem at a rally. That's BS. We know they have. Why do it? His own top infectious disease expert warns Trump, you're asking for more trouble. We know that that is asking for trouble when you do that. We've seen that when you have situations of congregate settings where there are a lot of people without masks. The data speak for themselves. It happens. And now is even more so a worse time to do that, because when you look at what's going on in the United States, it's really very troublesome. And look, you know, the, the shame is if he would get on the other side of this and start being aggressive about what kind of testing we should have, what kind of protocols we should have. Hey, maybe there is a better way. Maybe you can be more selectively protective, but that's not what he's doing with these rallies. You got the old and the frail in there with the young and the strong. Where's a better plan? Instead of ignoring the reality, help shape the reality. He's been warned. He is more worried about losing this election than losing a few supporters to COVID along the way. And those on the right have bought in, which is why Senator Mike Lee from Utah, who tested positive 11 days ago, couldn't be bothered to wear a mask today at the Supreme Court confirmation hearing. He could still be contagious. It's hard to believe we are where we are now after all we know. Let's bring in Dr. Ashish Jha for the state of play and also Ax, uh, David Axelrod, just for what the political calculus, the plus minus is on this. A little bit of breaking news. 
um, Dr. Ja. Uh, did you hear about uh, what just happened with one of the drug trials? Uh, Johnson and Johnson said today it's pausing the advanced clinical trial phase three uh, of its experimental coronavirus vaccine because of an unexplained illness in one of the volunteers. They say this happens. It's an expected part of any clinical study, especially a large study. But this is the second phase three coronavirus vaccine trial to be paused. AstraZeneca uh, is in the same situation. That's something that Operation Warp Speed, uh, they're, they're a believer in, in uh, AstraZeneca and they're hoping about that that will go well. Now, this news matters especially in the specific context of the political pressure on the FDA just last week to not do anything to slow down the approval process of these vaccines. What does this breaking news today mean? So, Chris, thank you for having me on. Um, The Johnson & Johnson trial is the biggest trial of the the vaccine that I know of, 60,000 people. Um, Within that trial, you'd expect a few pauses. So, On one hand, they're right, this is completely expected. And it's just a reminder of how ridiculous it is to try to meet a political timeline of having a vaccine uh, before November 3rd. That's just not how it works. These things take time. We want the vaccine to be safe and we've got to let the process play out and it's gonna take a while and we'll see these kinds of bumps on the road. To me, it's reassuring that companies are acting responsibly and pausing when they need to. Quick follow. Um, we just heard a Trump supporter, I don't believe was saying it sarcastically, when she says, yeah, if he told me to put on the mask, I would. That confirms our absolute worst suspicions. What do you think it could mean if he started saying at the rally, look, I want you to come together. We're going to try and keep you apart a little bit and wear the mask, wear the mask. What kind of difference do you think that could make? Well, Chris, I think I'd actually save probably tens of thousands of American lives because it wouldn't just be the people who came to his rallies. Uh, The symbolism, all of his supporters who have so far not been wearing masks would get the message. And the data is very clear. If everybody wore masks, if 90% of Americans wore masks, we'd have tens of thousands of fewer deaths over the next few months. And we're, you know, barely like 60% or something like that. Axe, what is the basis for the political play to continue to play down the pandemic even now? Not that you subscribe to the theory, but what is the theory that they're acting on? Look, this is a microcosm of the whole saga dating back to January. He, uh, he, he believes he can spin this virus. He believes he can impose his will on the story. Just consider the ad in which Dr. Fauci was mis- misquoted or taken out of context. The beginning of the ad starts like this. He's recovering from the coronavirus, and so is America. And that is the message that he wants people to, uh, to, to, to receive in these final weeks of the campaign. It's the same message he was trying to deliver in February, and it's just not true. And the danger of it is in trying to promote this fiction, he is encouraging people to act irresponsibly. Do you know that Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida, who's presiding over another uh, upsurge of cases in Florida was standing there in the middle of the crowd without a mask tonight. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's really extraordinary. It's incredible. It's irresponsible, but it's very familiar, Chris. This has been the story from the beginning, and it's one of the reasons why he's double digits behind right now. The states he's going to uh, and the states Biden 
is going to. They're going to reach states. Explain what a reach state is. We're going to go more in depth later in the show. Um, but what is the play and why does it matter? Well, look, I think uh, what's happening actually is that Trump is playing uh, defense uh, and uh, Biden is playing offense. Uh, I mean, there are six states, really, uh, Florida, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, and Arizona, that are the core battleground states. But you're seeing uh, candidates travel to other states, to, to states like Georgia, you know, Ohio. Uh, Biden was in Ohio. Uh, that is a state that no Republican has ever lost and won the presidency. And now it's an even state. And I think it tells you a little something about the state of play here. The fact that the president is going to Des Moines, Iowa, a state that he won by nine points mm -hmm. last time, is pretty telling. And uh, he's on the defense and Biden's on the offense. Biden is expanding his map. Uh, and I think that's the story of this race. It's more likely that Biden will win a substantial, maybe a landslide victory in the Electoral College than it is that Donald Trump will get 270 electoral votes. Yeah, it's, it, we're going to go into a definite most, more uh, later in the show. Uh, we have a whole pathway um, analysis uh, about what could happen on election night. But just as a, a little bit of a taste, the idea that Biden is going to Ohio, he's got no business in Ohio, looking at 2016, Trump won by eight, almost nine points. Uh, um, uh, so the president going there, you know, on defense when he won it, you know, by close to 10 points tells you something. So, um, Ashish, the idea that things are getting worse, people say, nah, nah, nah. You're just playing it up because we're getting near the election and you want to scare us. We already went through it. Now it's the flu. You're confusing COVID for the flu. That's what we're seeing. That's the time of year it is. What is the reality that you see in the numbers? Yeah, so the reality is very clear, Chris. Uh, the, the flu is not what's surging right now. Uh, what's surging is COVID. We're up about 20% over the last month. And, you know, everybody always says, well, it's just cases, not hospitalizations. Guess what? Hospitalizations are up about 10%. They always lag. And unfortunately, we know where this story goes. Deaths are going to start climbing in the next week or two. Uh, we've played this movie over and over and over again. We're playing it really the third time. And it's not a good movie. I don't think any of, any of us want to see it end this way. So we can still turn it around. Um, we've talked about what we need to do. Avoid the indoor gatherings, wear the masks, wash your hands, fix testing. Uh, but we just don't seem to be able to pull the political will to do that as much as we need to. Hey, is there a middle ground that hasn't been explored yet uh, that you, where you can, allow the young or the not at risk to go back to work and school and do more to protect those who are vulnerable? You have an older teacher, they don't have to do it. They get to work from home. They get protected. Older people, you know, nursing homes and all the places where they are, you keep them safe. If you have households where you have mixed generations, you treat it differently. Should we be thinking about that approach more? Well, first of all, no doubt about it, we should be doing more to protect vulnerable people. Absolutely. No, but, but while letting other of, people go and go to work and go to school. You know how I feel about the, schools, Doc, right? I want my kid in school. I think they should be able to be in school. Yeah, so schools are a different issue, Chris. But let's get back to the idea of letting young people just get back to work and do their own thing. The problem with that theory is if you let the infection kind of rip in the young, it turns out you need workers in nursing homes. They get infected, nursing home workers, nursing home residents get infected. People, elderly people need to go to the grocery store. They're gonna encounter younger people. You can't segregate a, an aspect of society. People have thought about this. 
They've tried it. It just doesn't work. It's just not so that simple. Protect the vulnerable, protect everybody. It's not that simple. I hear you. Axe, quick prediction. What do you think turnout is like? Massive, over 150 million voters. Largest turnout since 1960 is what I predict. Were you ready for that question? I didn't even prep it. That was a very quick answer, Axe. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised by that. Thank you very much, David Axelrod, as always. Thank God you're healthy. You and the family be well. Dr. Ashish Jha, as always, thank you for understanding uh, and teaching us what the straight path is. Appreciate it. Thanks for helping us stay on it. All right. Now, look, Republicans are making a big bet. What is the bet? That getting another SCOTUS justice will bring people more relief than anything else, even than passing an actual relief bill at a time that we have more people standing in line all over this country for food than any time you can remember. The hearings just started on Judge Amy Coney Barrett today. A senator who was there is here now to argue how dangerous the hearing was, literally and politically. Next. Not a single senator has gotten to ask the Trump nominee for the Supreme Court a question. And the chairman of the committee, Lindsey Graham, senator, of course, has already set a date for the vote. And he refused to let the members of the committee take a COVID test before starting the hearing. Think about how crazy the second part is. Look, we know they're going to jump the process. So that's just impolite. But can you believe, no, no testing, we don't need to know. Really? Let's get some insight from one of the key players on that committee, New Jersey Senator Cory Booker. He's in the room with Judge Barrett for day one. Senator, thank you for joining us on Primetime. Thank you for having me. It's good to be on. What was your level of uh, confidence in a room where you knew none of your colleagues were tested? Senator Lindsey Graham said, we're all CDC compliant. We're good. We don't need the tests. Well, again, a uh, number of them were at that super sweater event, which where we assumed that uh, Mike Lee, Tom Tillis got the uh, virus, which, uh, and they're on the committee. The responsible thing to do would be to have a testing protocol in which all senators would be tested, not just for ourselves, but remember, there are dozens and dozens of people from the security in the area to people who are wiping down and cleaning the room. It's irresponsible. And look, when a senator gets sick, they have great health care. And I think what we tried to make clear to, today was that unfortunately, there are, with COVID rates going up now in the majority of our states, so many Americans are struggling. And many Americans, should this uh, nominee get confirmed uh, in time to hear the oral arguments for the Trump administration's push to invalidate the Affordable Care Act, we could have millions of Americans losing their health insurance in the middle of a pandemic. Mm. And that's outrageous. Lucky for them, the president has no plan. So maybe he wouldn't be able to move that quickly, even if he is reelected. Uh, let me ask you something. Did you have a chance to ask Senator Lee why he didn't wear a mask? I did not. I'd love to know what his rationale is. What do you think is behind the recalcitrance? The I don't need a mask. Uh, the, we don't need to be tested. They're not stupid people, okay? I mean, you know Senator Mike Lee from Utah. He's, a, he's not a dumb guy. Senator Lindsey Graham certainly is not a dumb guy. What is motivating the madness? You know, somehow from the very beginning of this pandemic, uh, doing the right thing often got politicized. And we saw from governors to the president themselves uh, saying outrageous things that didn't just put lives at risk, but in many ways could have caused us to have such a higher rate of death in this country than most other nations on the planet Earth. 
uh, it is unfortunate. We are a country that uh, really lacked leadership, and especially the president who was uniquely unqualified for this crisis in history. It's just crazy. Can you imagine what I would do to you if you were in Senator Mike Lee's position and you decided not to wear a mask and show up at a committee because you didn't think it was necessary? I mean, as big a guy as you are and as powerful and as much respect as you deserve, that would go ugly early. And yet they are celebrated. And it went to something you said today. I want to play it for the audience in case uh, they missed it. Will you please play the senator's uh, uh, soundbite about normalcy? Nothing about this today is normal. This is not normal. What is going on in America today in the midst of a deadly pandemic and an ongoing election, having a rushed Supreme Court nomination hearing is not normal and we cannot normalize it. Getting a lot of traction. Is it true? What is normal? If it's what's accepted, Trump was elected, right? He's got tons of support. I know there are polls, but it could be a very, very tight race. He could win. Then wouldn't that make this normal? Because this is what people want normatively. You know, I mean, where do you really think we are right now? I get the passion of the argument. But have we moved past that point with his election? Well, Donald Trump has, has shattered so many of our democratic norms. Uh, but this is exceptional. Uh, we right now are not, uh, it's, we're not 22 days out from an election. Millions of people are already in the process of voting. Yep. The only time that we've ever seen a Supreme Court justice die uh, during a presidential election was under Lincoln. And him, a model of grace, uh, did not put a Supreme Court justice up. He waited until after the election. Uh, but the problem is, is that there is so much clearly at stake. Donald Trump said, I will only put justices up that will overcome a Roe v. Wade, criminalize abortion, and that will uh, tear down the ACA. He said they will do the right thing and end the ACA. So people know what's at stake and they are out there voting right now. They should have the opportunity uh, to speak and for him to rush this through in this process, as you said, in an environment that's not even safe uh, as it should be. Uh, this is unacceptable, not normal and Will you give me a yes, no on whether or not your party, if you get control of the Senate, should consider packing the court? Uh, I've learned a long time ago not to speak for my party. And you and I both know, uh, I think that's alluring us into a false debate. We've got to win the Senate back. We've got to win the presidency. We've got to win enough Senate seats because clearly uh, um, there's going to be a divergence of opinion on it. So I think we're so far away from that hypothetical on a hypothetical on a hypothetical and it's so exactly you don't have any spit. personal opinion on it, Senator? Forget about the party. Um, so, yeah, I have a lot of personal opinion. I'm looking forward to a lot of vibrant debates about that, and, uh, about D.C. statehood, about... Uh, Are you uh, open to that discussion? I, I, I'm open to winning. <laughs> I'm focused on winning. Mm -hmm. I'm tired of my party, Democrats, uh, 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 jumping to debates that are really moot right now. What everybody should be focused on is getting people out to vote. And winning election to try to. I think it's hurting day. Biden. That's right. why I ask you, Senator. I think okay. it's hurting Biden. I think when he was asked, would you consider it? Kamala Harris asked, well, we don't want to talk about it. We don't. Why? Why not? Doesn't he need a better answer than that um, about wh what's going on here? I mean, I could think of two or three answers that are better than that one just off the top of my head is I'm not going to answer it good enough if you want to get people's votes on. And that issue matters. Well, your job is that. My job as a Democratic senator uh, is uh, we're up for re-election. I'm focusing on what's important. And I'll tell you this. This you do know, Chris. You shouldn't should all over 
the nominee of your party. Uh, uh, he's doing a great job. Uh, he's campaigning incredibly hard, and he is uh, earning people's trust. They trust him more than the guy that's in office right now. So uh, far be it for me to shoot all over him. I'm simply going to get out there and work for him, work to take back the Senate, work to send Mitch McConnell into the minority. Did you just say you shouldn't should all over your candidate? Is that what you just yeah. said? <laughs> yeah, I, right. Yes, I, I did. I wanted to make sure yes. I had that because, you know, you're one, of the, you're one of the cleanest guys I know. I wanted to make sure on this show you never really know that it could have gone a different way. So uh, thank you. I just wanted to clarify that. But I, I, you might have saved me tonight from getting no, a call from my mouth. I can only get you in trouble. The only, uh, <laughs> let one more beat on this, which is they trust him because he's straight with them. This issue matters. If he won't give an answer, if Harris won't give an answer, are they being straight with the American people? I, I just want to tell you right now, Chris, and you know this, this has, this is a legislative move. He's running to be president of the United States. And again, I, I think it's a distraction. Uh, right now, what I want from my president, tell me how you're going to deal with saving and expanding the Affordable Care Act. Uh, tell me how you're going to protect people in the midst of a pandemic. What if his answer is by expanding the court to make up for the fact that they're going to have a 6-3 advantage? He, he, won't, he doesn't have the power to expand the court. That's a decision the United States Senate is going to have to make. Uh, we have to change the rules of the Senate to even get that done. There's so many hypotheticals stacked upon hypotheticals before something like that would ever get to his desk. I think he's doing the right thing by focusing on what he can control, what he can promise and say he's going to do. He will keep us safer in this pandemic. He will expand health insurance. He will get more people back to work. These are the things that the president of the United States can do. That, that is a hypothetical stacked on hypothetical. They're trying to make a that. They're trying to do everything they can to change the subject from a president who is uniquely unqualified for the crisis that we're in. Uh, Senator, once you guys get through the hearing, I'd love to have you come back with your take on the judge and what substantiated your feeling. I, I appreciate it. I promise I won't shit all over anything if you have me back. <laughs> you know, you keep playing with it. Well, you say it too fast. I'm sorry, brother. I'm um, sorry. It's been a long day. And look, Senator, I, look, I appreciate it. I know it has. And I know coming on this show isn't easy. And I appreciate you doing it. Thank you, Senator Cory Booker. God bless you and the family. Stay healthy. Chris, God bless you. Thank you for saying that. Thank you. All right. Look, the president keeps insisting we're not going to know the winner on election night. Now, I'm not a fan of what he's selling you because I think he's pushing you to not trust your institutions. OK, especially with all the ballot drama that he concocts. There's such a good chance that it isn't true, but there is something that is true, which he may be responsible for in part. Now, no magical thinking involved, but I will enlist the help of a wizard to show you what you may not see. Next. So, first of all, big piece right after this about what's happening in California that shows maybe some ballot impropriety. All right, big investigation, got that. And guess who I have on at the end of the show? You know that viral TikTok with the guy who's making everybody feel better with the Fleetwood Mac, with the dreams and the ocean spray? I got him. He's here on the show to tell us the whole story. Awesome. And we need it. But first, Joe Biden made two stops in Ohio looking to expand his reach into Republican territory. Is he nuts? What's he doing in Ohio? Trump won it by almost 10 last time. Then the president is in Florida. Why Florida? Hasn't he seen the polls? This is a window into the dynamic of desperation on one side and the desperateness of opportunity to be had on the other. There is math 
to the apparent madness. The Wizard of Odds, Harry Enten, says the answer is within reach, as in reach states. Wiz, thank you very much. Compliment my writing later. What is a reach state and what are we seeing? First off, I just want to say I don't even know what TikTok is. But uh, look, here's what a reach state is. A reach state is essentially the states outside of the main six that each side hopes to perhaps bring into their column if there's a blowout. So on the Democratic side, right, the reaches are essentially those states that Trump won by four or more in 2016. While Trump is hoping to win those states that Clinton won by three points or less in 2016. But take a look at these polls on your screen right now, the polling average in, in these states. In the Biden reaches, he is up, even if by a small margin in Georgia, Iowa, Ohio, Texas, very, very close. While in the Trump reaches, the places perhaps he would hope to put in play in a neutral year, he's not close in any of them. The closest is Nevada, where he's down by seven, and Biden has double-digit leads in Minnesota, New Hampshire, and Maine. Mm. Now, the president says it's not going to be over on election night. You say not so fast. All right. So lay the groundwork for this potential pathway based on what you guys in the analysis business believe are a kind of putative or built in ceiling that each candidate comes in with on election night. Explain. You're right. I mean, look, here's the situation. Take a look at the six closest states that uh, Trump won in 2016, right? And what do you see there? The key nugget there is Florida. That's a five-point lead for Joe Biden right now. We know, and we can get to it a little bit more in a second, we know that Florida counts its votes very, very quickly. And we know also that if Joe Biden wins in Florida, there are very few scenarios in which Donald Trump can win the presidency. So the fact that Joe Biden has a clear lead there right now, his ceiling that is part of his ceiling. And the fact that he's ahead right now could be an indication that we may, in fact, have a very good idea on election night who wins. So if Biden wins Florida and fill in the blank, you will know on election night likely that he won. I mean, the, the fact is, if he wins Florida and basically doesn't lose any states that we're expecting him to lose, then that's basically your like fill what? in the blank. Like right? What's the best chance? Like Florida plus what? Arizona, then well, he almost certainly wins. What is it? Right. I mean, basically, it's Florida plus any of the states on your screen right now would get him plus the Clinton states to 270 electoral votes. And he's ahead in all of them. The problem, of course, is that the vote counting in those states may be slower. So we might not necessarily get Biden to 270 electoral votes on election night. But, you know, I really do crack the numbers, Chris. That's all I do in my day. There's nothing else I do. And if Joe Biden wins Florida, even if he doesn't reach 270, even if we can't get a call, folks like me will say, look, we haven't called this race yet, but there's a very good shot that Joe Biden has won the presidency. Wait, let's let me get one more step on the what, then we'll get to the why. On the what of Florida. OK, uh, what is the counting deal there in terms of what we'll know on election night? Right. So if we could skip ahead to the ballot process slide. What you'll essentially see is that early votes and absentee votes, right, it, some states will process those votes earlier than election day, while others will have to wait until election day or later to count them. Florida is one of those states where those votes will be processed on election day, so they'll count them very quickly. You'll see as soon as the polls close, a bunch of mail-in votes come in. And more than that, if we go one step further, Remember, most of the votes in Florida, unlike some of these other states, 
the, the, you have to have the votes postmarked. The ballots have to be postmarked and in. They have to be in on Election Day, which is very different than some of these other Midwest, say, battleground states where all it has to be is postmarked by Election Day. Florida, the ballots must be received. So received and they'll be processed. So we'll have a fairly good idea on Election Night what has occurred in Florida. Boy, I got to tell you, there are a lot of important states that have a little bit of uh weird rules here, right? Not weird, but, you know, just in terms of timing. Wisconsin and Pennsylvania, you're not going to know on election night uh, because they won't have their count finished. And Michigan is split in half. Harry, you got the big cities. You can count before election day, but the rest of the state, you can't count until after election day. So do you know Michigan? Yeah, I mean, look, we are in a very weird time, right? A lot of these states have not traditionally had large early votes or large mail votes. Florida is the one that really has. So we're not exactly sure how long it's necessarily going to take to count the ballots in a lot of these states, states like Wisconsin, states like Pennsylvania. We just know the rules that have sort of laid out. And remember back in the primary, it took a very long time for those votes to be counted in a place like Pennsylvania. So I would buckle in, but that's why I'm saying to you, and I've said over and over again, Florida, 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 just like Tim Russert said back in 2000. And also because Florida should have them counted on election night. Uh, That's going to be a very closely watched counting situation down there. Harry Anton, thank you very much. You made it obvious and I appreciate that. The president. I love you, buddy. Love you. The uh, the president, the appreciation. The appreciation is all over. Got to. Got to love each other. The president keeps saying he doesn't love our balloting process that it makes it too easy, this mail-in balloting. You know, you can collect and manipulate votes. You know what? He may be right. But the problem is he may be right about what his own party is doing in California. Some serious allegations against the GOP in that state. California's Secretary of State knows the case. Next. This is really interesting. There's a new investigation underway tonight by California election officials into boxes like these. Show the box. It's a fake ballot drop off box in Los Angeles. They found them Orange County, Fresno County, big counties in California. Some of them designate themselves as official ballot boxes, but they're not. They're unauthorized at a minimum. This is what you should be looking for. Bright orange boxes. Any other boxes, you should not put your ballot in. That's what California Secretary of State says. So he has sent a cease and desist order to the responsible party for the Fugazi fixtures. That party, the state's Republican Party, according to California Secretary of State Alex Padilla. Mr. Secretary, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Chris. Thanks for having me. Are you sure it's them? Uh, They've uh, admitted as much. So uh, it's not just the uh, state Republican Party, but it looks like some of their local committees uh, participating as well. So we sent the cease and desist letter also to the Fresno County Republican Party, Los Angeles County Republican Party, Orange County Republican Party. While we continue to gather information, we hope it's been contained. We certainly hope to comply with the cease and desist orders, but we're inviting people to uh, submit information if they continue to see these uh, very problematic uh, fake drop boxes. One more step uh, down the process, and then we'll uh, have the argument about why this is the right move. Have they said they will comply? 
they have not said they will comply with the terms of our cease and desist yet, although we have heard that uh, many of the drop boxes have been removed. So uh, I do think there's going to be a little bit more back and forth here before uh, we find complete resolution. Uh, in the meantime, we're just reminding voters of their multiple options to vote mm. and protect their health during this COVID-19 pandemic. Vote by mail is a pillar of it. But, uh, you know, when you return your ballot, you, voters deserve the confidence knowing it's in secure hands and it's going to be counted. Here's the counter argument offered by them. More boxes, more better. Mr. Secretary, we're just trying to help you do it. If a congregation, business or other group provides the option to its parishioners, associates or colleagues to drop off their ballot in a safe location with people they trust rather than handing it over to a stranger who knocks on their door. What's wrong with that? Look, here's here's the truth, Chris. In California, Californians have um, multiple options for how to return their vote by mail ballot. And yes, every active registered voter is getting a vote by mail ballot because of the COVID-19 pandemic. They can return it by mail. In California, recover the return postage, so you don't even need to find stamps. Secure official drop boxes is another good option. Voters can also deliver their ballot to any in-person voting location, either during early voting or on election day. So multiple ways to do it. If a voter finds himself in a pinch or needs assistance in returning their ballot, they're empowered to decide for themselves who to turn it over to. Uh, but uh, whoever is assisting them in returning the ballot also has to sign the envelope. And that's what's lost with these fake uh, drop boxes. No accountability. Uh, you don't scenarios. have a chain of custody. Don't have a chain of custody. And we don't have uh, the, the requirements or regulations for these fake drop boxes as you do for the official drop mm. boxes. Number one, the security and integrity of the box itself. You know, they... Somebody who is being misled that this is an official box turns their ballot in. They don't know who's collecting it. They don't know how quickly it may return to the county or if it gets returned to the county. We have a ton of requirements on official drop boxes. That's where we, where we should be uh, driving voters to. Are you just busting their chops because it's the Republicans and you wouldn't do this to the Democrats and maybe they're doing the same kind of thing and you're not doing anything about it? No, this is wrong no matter who is doing it. It's not just the, the security of the ballot that's in question here. Uh, it is, you know, the transparency, voter confidence uh, itself. So you know, one of the messages we've been reiterating today, anybody who believes they might have been misled, because as your, as your picture showed, several of these fake drop boxes were labeled as official. If you might have turned your ballot into one of these, uh, go to vote.ca.gov. Sign up for Where's My Ballot? It's our ballot track tool available to all voters in California, not just to confirm the status of your ballot, but get confirmation when it's received and when it's counted. Mr. Secretary of State, thank you very much. We are unusually uh, hawkish when it comes to the process this year because there's so much riding on the integrity of it. We expect such a big turnout. Uh, and thank you for taking the opportunity to explain this situation. Hey, voters deserve no less. Thank you, Chris. We'll be back soon. All right. Be well. God bless. Stay healthy. All right. So one more reason to be like uh, right now, if you live in California, right, are you just worried about the outcome, right? Outcome, right? Why? Because there's no relief. There's no sign that anytime soon everything will seem to suck less. There's nothing that can just cut through all the nasty, all the division. Or maybe there is. Have you seen the viral sensation? Have you seen this cat with the cranberry juice that just blew up TikTok? Why have tens of millions decided to watch this?
Why did the song that he was playing relaunch Fleetwood Mac as a popular conduit of pop music? Although they're really a rock band. Why is it that Ocean Spray wound up hooking up this guy with his luxurious moves on the longboard for his own video? We've got him. He's with us next. <laughs> Brothers and sisters, boy, do we need a break. Everything's frown town, isn't it? And that's why our next guest is exploding. A TikTok sensation that isn't some dance I hate my kids doing to a song that is lewd and loud. Nope. This one works for everyone by the tens of millions. And boy, did we need it and him. Welcome to Idaho resident Nathan Apodaca video that he made has so many captivated and just feeling good. And I'm one of them. Little backstory. His truck broke down. 2005, I think it was a Durango. That's what you get for having a Dodge. No, I'm kidding. So it breaks down, but he says, no deal. Yeah, so what? He decides to hop on his longboard and start videotaping himself, <laughs> singing the word, the song Dream from Fleetwood Mac while he's drinking Ocean Spray Cranberry. Just watch this. <laughs> well, who am I to keep you now? Which you <laughs> I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is exactly, but I feel it. Absolutely. Apodaca posted the video to TikTok within days. It had over 27 million views. It generated a cover by Fleetwood Mac co-founder Mick Fleetwood. Take a look at this. I, I love everything about it. Nathan joins us now. Welcome to primetime, brother. Yeah, how's it going, man? <laughs> Better now. Better now. Let me jump to this part. What's the why for you? Why do you think so many people are sharing this video and just, you know, it's bringing on the joy? I, I think it's mainly because everybody just needs a break from something different than the chaos that's going on in the world right now, you know? There's just too much of it, and yeah, this just gave them a quick time to relax and just look at something different and smile and go out and do something as well, you know what I mean? Because a lot of people are doing the parody of it, and it's just awesome. <laughs> I love that you just like, just jump in there and start singing all of a sudden. And one of the, I think, look, I think it's a hundred different things, and it's all beautiful. There's no reason to get scientific about it. But it's, to me, one of the things that grabbed me once I saw the video is, as you and I both know as, as fans of Fleetwood Mac, that is one of the harshest, bitterest breakup songs ever, Dreams. You know, she's singing about all kinds of ugly, about what happened in, in life and with her love. And you were singing it in a happy way. And it was kind of a beautiful demonstration of how the suck is real. We're dealing with real suck right now, but you can still sing your way through it and enjoy the journey. And that's what you were doing, brother. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Just, you know what I mean? Just try to get out there, put out some content. And I'm glad this one caught on to everybody as it did, you know? Cause like I said, I was just trying to get something out there to make my soldiers all just smile. And like I said, this one just blew off. 
So you're in the truck, you have like a 2005 Durango or something like that. You had, I emphasize that word for a reason, we'll get to it in a second. And it occasionally gave you trouble, right? So what happens? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Just occasionally it would go off, you know, I'd just be driving and I'll turn and then it would shut down. And like I said, this was one of those days and it, it would just start right back up. So like I said, it wasn't nothing, it was, it was just a nuisance, you know what I mean? Because it would, it would always just start back up occasionally. So you leave the car and you decide to just jump on the longboard and grab the Cran Raspberry and go? Yeah, I always have my Cran Raspberry, or, you know what I mean, with me. I don't drink it, you know, the full bottle in one day. Like I said, it takes me a couple of days to drink it, but yeah. And I always have my longboard with me because, you know, you never know. You might need it to take off on it, you know what I mean? But yeah, I always have a longboard or a penny board with me or a skateboard, something a, a different set of wheels. So the success has been crazy. Is so much success. Yeah. Oh, I like that little dog action there. What is that dog? <laughs> what did he have in his mouth, that dog? What do we uh, have? Pillow, neck pillow. <laughs> <laughs> you just want you to relax, man. See, your whole life is about <laughs> right? chilling out. Even your dog has got, wants you get your, right? get your chill on. So Ocean <laughs> Spray finds out about it. They send you a truck because you had the car problem. You're selling merch now based on it and you're just inspiring people to be cool and feel good no matter what comes their way is that the message yeah basically you know what i mean like i said i want everybody just to realize you know how life is hard but you can just take a simple minute out of your life to just reflect on happiness you know what i mean something that makes you smile just get out there and do it you know what i mean you know what makes you happy and you can make yourself smile anytime you know and then just continue to do that and then your days will be brighter well, look, I love it. I'm glad you've been rewarded for it. Uh, thank you for giving us a reason to smile when there's so much tough stuff going on and to bring Fleetwood back into people's Fleetwood Mac back into people's minds as well. Nathan Apodaca, God bless and be well. And thank you, brother. Hey, thank you, man. Take care. Now, ordinarily, D. Lemon would kill me for taking up a minute and 12 seconds of his time, but I know he loved that. I know he loved it. And I, I know you I love not. it. And I know people are watching. I did not. You loved it. You owe me a minute and you, 19 yeah, I'll seconds. I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. Okay, I'll, I'll give it to you two minutes early tomorrow night. But um, you know you love it. And you're no, a longboarder yourself. I am a longboarder. And I, actually, I just saw that guy last night. You know what the first thing I saw? I didn't see him. I saw the parody one of, of Donald Trump <laughs> with the bleach doing what he does <laughs> with the ocean spray. And I didn't. And then I, I ran across it on my Instagram last night, his, and I said, oh, that's where that's been coming from. All I've been seeing is Donald Trump on a longboard drinking bleach. It's, and then I saw him. <laughs> You've seen that one, haven't you? I have. I've seen them all now because I was getting ready for this. But it's so big that I had one of those moments where I realized just in everyday life that I had heard about this, this for like, like six times in a day and a half. I was like, I, I got to check this for a second. But it just shows you how just tight everybody is, Don. It's Man, they're we so need desperate. A, yes, and I always say we need to laugh. Remember I said during the whole, uh, when George Floyd was happening, that we needed to, in the moment, cut each other some slack because everybody was so, so tense. And it, it, everyone's so tense now. I can't... Uh, I, it's I um how do I say this um I'm sick of it I'm sick of all the craziness I'm sick of the madness I'm just sick of living without facts without a common set of beliefs about what's real and what's not I'm just really I, I, I want our country to be united I want people to be united not divided and I don't know if that's that's going to happen and I feel like I'm living in a la la land when I see people out 
you know, not socially distancing with no masks on and the person who caught it because he didn't wear a mask is telling him it's okay. It's just, it's beyond belief, really. But it is reality. Uh, it was interesting. Cory Booker, senator from New Jersey, obviously had that moment that's going viral in its own way about where he said this is not normal. My question to him was, isn't it? I mean, people elected Trump. I'm not surprised by any of it. I'm just sick of it. But listen, I got, why, are you, why are you like pushing him about court packing? Because you're doing the Republicans' work. No, I'm not. Yeah, it's a legitimate the, question. It's not a, well, look, it's not a legitimate question in that. Ha, what? During the Go debate, ahead. the vice president raised the question. The moderator didn't raise a question. Plus, it is, this, this is something that, um, this is a hypothetical, whether or not. Joe Biden has said twice, at least on tape that I've seen, how he feels about court packing. And I think it's a distraction from the Republicans. And why doesn't and he answer it? Because he doesn't have to, just because they, he doesn't have to Well, he doesn't it. have to answer it, yeah, but you don't so think it's going to affect people's no, trust quotient? No, because people are, aren't worried about that. People are concerned about, if you want to know specifically about the court, people are concerned about the Republicans switching and being hypocrites on saying this is an election year. That's what people are concerned about. I think people are worried hypocrites. about that, too. People are, right. also, people are also concerned about where they're going to get their health care from. Yep. Are they going to die from about COVID? That they're worried about their pre-existing conditions. Whether someone is going to pack, that is so far down the road. We've had this conversation. You know what it has, what it has to do. As Cory Booker said, that's a legislative issue. I think yeah, that, and then he didn't answer it either. Well, I don't think he has to answer it because I think it is a red herring because it's they don't want to talk about how Mitch McConnell has packed the court over the years. Yeah, they should say that. Allowing, That's the context for right. the discussion. So I'm you with just you. say Mitch McConnell has packed the courts. So if yeah. you want to ask about packing the courts, why don't you ask Mitch McConnell? Ask both. That's the thing. I, I agree with you about half of it. I, I think it matters to people. I think you've got Trump voters um, who aren't going to vote for Trump this time for various reasons. But this matters. And they want to hear Biden, who's the better choice in some people's minds. It's never going to happen. Because he's not no FOS. One is ever gonna, no one and, they ever, and he doesn't answer the, the question. The country will, ne will never let uh, any, no, they won't let anybody pack the court. It's a hypothetical. I'm sure there are some Democrats who want to do it. There are a Joe lot Biden of Democrats who say they want to do it. It's never, ever, ever going to happen. But how does it not ever happen if they're in control of the it, House and the Senate? I, I had this argument with you before, and you talked about amendments to the Constitution. It's got to do all this. It's got to do all that. This is much easier than an amendment yeah. to the Constitution, yeah. Don. So I just don't think it'll happen. I don't think the country's there Well, yet. it may not happen, but it doesn't mean it's not a legitimate question. Yet. Yeah, I don't think. I, look. We disagree. Tell me to leave. No, I'm not going to tell you to leave. I want you to tell me to leave. <laughs> because you hear it all the time. You're, you're like a masochist. I've been you're kicked like, out of better I tell places you to than this. I tell you you have to leave my house, and now I'm telling you you've got to leave television. All right, I've got to see you. I, gotta I talk love about you, D. Lemon. You too, my brother. I'll see you. What is that thing on your face? Come on, get a razor. Shut up. Yeah, see you. You shut up. Goodbye. You shut up. This is Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, host of the Chasing Life podcast. In honor of our 10th season, we want to hear from you. Leave us a message at 470-396-0832 and tell us how you chase life. 
It could be used on an upcoming episode.